When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always is... It's Matthew... It happens us. Is that Swahili? No. Oh, okay. Just, just check. No. Swahili would never be with the 40-foot pole of... I can't even talk right now. This show is so bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I would never insult Swahili with comparing it to this. You're gonna find out. Just, just we'll talk about it. It's, just, it's bad, guys. It's really bad. Like, like I mean, bad. Like, like if you want, if you listen to our episode about um, the um, Tooth Fairy Two with Larry the fucking Cable Guy. Man, this I actually think this is probably worse than that, actually. Uh, and that's how bad this is. I'll agree with you. I'd rather watch Tooth Fairy 2 again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. While getting a root canal. Yeah. So, this show was a TV pilot called Blit Happens created by and starring Ricky Blitz B- Ricky Blit I'm sorry um, a writer who's written for things such as Family Guy and other shows um, it was directed it was also co-written by Peter Farrelly and directed by Peter and his brother Bobby, who you may know from There's Something About Mary and uh, Kingpin and Dumb and Dumber. Yep. 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 Those guys. <laughs> yep. Those guys decided to go all in on Blit Happens. Yep. Just in case you don't understand, Blit Happens is like a play on words for Shit Happens. Just in case you didn't get it, very clever. Um, oh my gosh, I didn't get that until right now. I'm yeah, that's that's what it meant. Yeah, that's what <laughs> really highbrow stuff here. Um, yes, and it uh, uh, co-starred Cameron Diaz, Shannon Elizabeth, Jim Parsons in a <clears throat> turn prior to, um, prior to his uh, fame in. Uh, Big Bang Theory, which is something I'm going to say right now is a far superior sitcom than this was. <laughs> which is sad. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Bokeem well, Woodbine and David Koechner as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what were they thinking? I mean, like, I guess this was like during the era when, well, I mean, they're still doing it now, but, like, I think this was, like, the beginning of the whole, like, we're going to do a show, but we're going to we're gonna actually talk about real people within the show itself, like, not just, like, an actor. So, like, we're talking about Cameron Diaz, the person within the show, not Cameron Diaz playing a different role. You know, yeah. like, that seems like that was, like, 2003 seems to be, like, 
that was like when that all started. Like, oh, would it be cool if like we had a TV show and we're like actually talking about like an actor within the show itself, but we're actually talking about the actor? Wouldn't that be so unique? And like everyone's like, yeah, that's really unique. And it's like, how like how fucked up was TV for so long? Like, I mean, like how I guess well, I mean, how uncreative was TV for so long where that became like, yeah, man, like. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, so you've got this, like, insider type thing. And, uh... So, in this era, you did have something kind of similar to this in certain ways. Done much better. Called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep, I was just gonna say that. It's, it kind of reminds me of them trying to do that. Yeah, <laughs> this was, I mean, Curb, Curb came out in t- 2000. And this came out in 2003. <clears throat> it's like, it kind of like wanted to be Curb Your Enthusiasm, but not in a documentary type style like that show is. Um, and you got this main star who's like an awkward person who fucks up everything. But somehow you have sympathy for Larry David, but you don't for Ricky Blit. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? And you can relate to Larry for some reason, but you can't with Ricky. It's just... <sighs> Which is weird, right? Because you can relate to Larry, who mm-hmm. is a multi-millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't relate to, to Blit, even though he works at like a call center, just because his personality is just that terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so what happens in this show, Matt? Oh, God. You're going to laid this on me okay so well, you, you can start i'll take over if you want later. no i'm just kidding i'm just joking <laughs> no, uh, so what happens is um blit what, what's this character's name um is it just blit or is it it's ricky blit he plays himself <laughs> yeah okay so great he plays himself just like larry dave gotcha okay yeah so we're like we're actually doing like the full-on format uh-huh. here okay so he he's um he's talking to cameron diaz he's got like a script and she's like just you know going on about you know how much you know she loves the script and you know you know she really really wants to be part of the show or whatever and then they just start like hanging out and just talking for a while and then somehow the subject gets on how he's a virgin or something like that and then she offers to take his identity yeah people were calling him uh virgin airlines and virgin mobile and stuff like that yeah yeah which is just a terrible joke. I mean, like, just not funny at no. all. Like, and like, I mean, like, it's a mean thing to say for one thing, but just it's not. It's objectively not funny. No. Like, you you put that in the show, you reviewed it, and then you're like, yeah, let's just pass this on to Fox. Really? Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so she, she, you know, she offers to you know quote deflower him, her words, and then you know, he's like, no, 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 uh, you know, it's okay or whatever. But then I guess they're about to make out. And then all of a sudden, you know, it turns out the whole thing was a daydream because, of course, it was because um, not to be mean or anything like that. I mean, I know, you know, I, I don't really believe in like leagues like, oh, this person's out of your league, blah, blah, blah. But like I sort of do. I, I do and I don't. It's, it's like a weird yeah. push and pull. But like I really don't see someone like Cameron Diaz just like I'm going to go jump this guy's bones. Like I, whatever. OK, maybe she would. I don't know. But I'm just I I don't think so. And um, so. You know, he, 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 like, snaps out of his daydream, and it turns out that he's working at a call center just, like, you know, make, like about soap or shampoo, a bunch of bullshit, whatever. Um, and his friend, or I guess, like, his co-worker is played by, um, I, f- I forgot his name, but he's, like, in, like, everything. David like, Kepner. He's like, yeah, he's, in like, in everything. He's, like, his work friend, I guess, or slash real friend. Yeah, and you know David Kepner as, like, um... You know, from the he had a recurring role on The Office. He's in the Anchorman movies. He's, you know, in everything. So yeah, yeah, literally everything. Like, um, yeah. uh, Waiting Part Two, he was in that. Um, yeah, in Waiting Part so, One. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in both, and um, uh, he, he was also in Final Destination Five or Four. I'm not sure which. Really? One. Yeah, he he gets killed in the movie. Um, hmm. one of the yeah, he he plays like the teacher, one of the teachers. Any um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of the ones that gets killed in the movie. But um, yeah, so he he's like he's kind of like his work friend. Like he's kind of like the dude who's like 
like all these shows always have like the really serious friend and then like the crazy friend and like he's like the crazy guy or whatever and um it it turns out that um blit ricky blit ends up getting a call or a text or whatever um saying that um you know studio wants to pick up uh you know, an episode or do like a series of episodes for his show. And then his friend or his colleague or whatever somehow got it in his mind that he was going to work with him. And you could, you could step in now about what happens from there. Yeah. Basically he's convinced that they made a pact, which they never probably made, um, (laughs) that if one of them made it, that their other one would bring them along. And, um, by the way, never do with anybody unless you know for sure you're going to do that. <laughs> right. Just saying. Don't, don't don't ever say, you know, if if, if a friend of yours come, comes up to you and is like, you know, when you make it, Mike, um, <laughs> don't forget me. The, the, the common courtesy thing to do is just like, I'll try not to. <laughs> because, <clears throat> because, you know, blit happens and you never know what's going to happen in life. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you may not be able to hire your uh, buddy that you stock shelves with at Walmart, and um, but the <laughs> right, <laughs> no, um, just saying, um, but the uh, <laughs> but you can try. I mean, I'm saying, you know, be altruistic if you can, but don't, you know, but the uh, <laughs> the um, <laughs> but anyway, so so he he's the name of his script is the the, the Cameron Diaz show. You know, which he intends mm-hmm. to star Cameron Diaz. So he basically, you know, the, his buddy's like, "Yeah, we got a, we, we got a party. You know, we got to go. You know, get some stuff." And he's like, just gets on his bus and goes home, and you know, <laughs> um, basically ignores David Koechner's character. Um, and uh, he uh, he ends up going to see his friend that works at a copy shop, played by Jim Parsons in a very non-Sheldon sort of role, which actually shows you the great ability of Jim Parsons as an actor, which I'm going to say wholeheartedly, which I've said before, the cast of Big Bang Theory is amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that they could put up with that shit for that many seasons <laughs> and somehow make it, I guess, slightly palatable to people shows how great of actors they are and then you just watch them in other roles and you're like yeah they can act um <laughs> yeah check out jim parsons and there's like a movie with zach efron where he's uh like he's playing zach efron's lawyer um it's about ted bundy that's on netflix mm. yeah check it out jim parsons in a completely different type of role anyway so um back to the thing okay you know, Parsons works at a Kinko's type place. And um, for those of you that don't know what Kinko's was, this <laughs> which is sad because it doesn't exist anymore, was a place where you went and made copies, among other things, you know. Anyway, so um, they he says, yeah, let's go. Let, let's go celebrate. You know, we'll we'll get the guys together. And they're pointing out, you know, he points out the fact, do we have guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, he's like, oh, there's the new guy in the back that Bokeem Woodbine plays. And so he uh, invites him. And so the three of them, you know, go drinking and whatever and hanging out. Um, so there's that. And uh, so then he goes to the he has a meeting with the with the Fox executives. And his agent. And, um, he's, uh, basically, uh, there and, uh, he's saying, yeah, we're, we're going to do this Cameron Diaz show. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to have Cameron Diaz star in the show. <laughs> he says, but it's called the Cameron Diaz show. And like, yeah, she's a movie star. She's not going to do this, you know, thing. So they end up recasting later and stuff. So, but they, but, uh, while he's there, David Koechner's character is calling in, trying to, like, basically claim that he has, you know, rights to half of this project. <laughs> Calls up uh, um, Ricky's agent and says uh, 
that he's Tom Cruise, so, you know, you can talk to him and then everything. So, anyways, um, after that, they, you know, he agrees, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cast somebody else or whatever. And then, um, they, uh, he goes to visit David Koechner's character and, like, basically let him down or something. And tell him that, you know, you know, yeah, if the show takes off, I'll hire you in the second season. Um, so <laughs> David Koechner's character jumps out of a window and kills himself. Yep. Because suicide is funny, folks. <clears throat> oh, it's so funny. This is 2003. Suicide was just so hilarious, yes. man. I mean, they still do it today. Today, oh, I, I know, but um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he jumps out of the building. He's like, "Thanks a lot." <clears throat> and yeah, because that would totally cause you to kill yourself. I'm sorry, but well, if, if you're that mentally unstable, like his character was apparently, where he thought that just because his work friend got a job, like okay, just think about it logically. So like. Just for any other field of work, mm-hmm. where you're like, I got my law degree, and I got a job at a firm, and then your coworker at like a movie store or whatever, or like at like the theater is like, oh cool, I'm gonna come work with you. It's like, what? Huh? What? Like, yeah. Do, do you have a law degree? Like, what? <laughs> like, no, because I mean, if 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 you accomplish something on your own, there should be no reason that your friend should expect. Your, your coworker, not necessarily a friend even, you know, should expect you to take them, take you along with them, you know, like you said, you know, like, oh, I became a heart surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You get to, you know, hold my scalpel for me or something, you know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah, so he kills himself, and Blit <laughs> has to witness it, and he's like, oh my god, but like, he doesn't really seem that. Cause, like I don't understand this guy's personality. Is it just uh, is that how he acts as an actor or what? Where it's like I he don't has, like he has no personality. That's what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's like a blank. Well, no, he does. It's that he wants to bang Cameron Diaz. Like that's his. Yeah. That's the other thing. He was like when he was talking to um, um, Jim Parsons' character. You know, it's like they said something like, "Oh, he's you know." Be you know, be careful or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, I don't think she'll like want to go out with me." And he's like, "No, it's not what I meant." Like, what? Seriously? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like he he's convinced that because he's writing a show for an actress that she's going to want to bang him. Um, Which is if you think about it, because that's you know a lot of that shit came out about Harvey Weinstein and you know, yeah, but it's, other directors, you know, but it's usually or, somebody in power. The writer of a show isn't necessarily yeah. in power. Exactly. Which makes it even weirder. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I wrote the script. Okay. I mean, that's whatever. I mean, it's cool. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. And it's like, again, Cameron Diaz is like, come on, man. Like this, yeah. this, this, this was, this was 2003 Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying she's not hot now, but I'm just saying like, that was like, like, if not the, like, Pinnock, I don't know what you would call this, it. This, was like, this the, was like peak yeah. Cameron Diaz, you know? This was, yeah. th- this was, this was um, Charlie's Angels Cameron Diaz, you know? So it's just like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, not, you know, not 2021 Cameron Diaz, which he still wouldn't have a chance with. But no, um, no. <laughs> I don't think anyone would. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, her and I are going out on a date tomorrow night. I mean, I'm oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of Cameron Diaz, did you ever see this movie that she was in in like the '90s, like probably '97, '96, maybe? It had um, Liev Schreiber in it, and he plays like this like fascist, like wannabe. Like he wants, like he's basically like running for like <clears throat> some kind of political office, and he's basically like literally running on like a fascist platform. And, like, she and a bunch of other friends are, like, like a bunch of college students. Like, they're, like, they're all, like, progressives and stuff like that. So, like, they, like, invite him over for dinner to, like, just, like, have, like, an honest, you know, conversation about politics. And, like, I guess the plan was, like, to poison him or something like that. It was a really weird movie. Um, uh, 
you should check it out sometime. I don't, don't know the name of it, but um, uh, let me look that up. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, it's called the Last Supper, and uh, let's see here, Matt. I don't know if uh, Leah Schreiber was in it. No, I guess not. Yeah, but because of that movie. I'm only two degrees away from Cameron Diaz. Well, oh, really? Yes, because Annabeth Gish is in that movie, and I'm in a movie with Annabeth Gish. And, um... Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm actually in a scene with her. <laughs> I'm an extra, but... <laughs> I'm in the movie uh, Home Run Showdown with Annabeth Gish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> who was in the Last Supper with Cameron Diaz? Yep. Yeah, you check that out sometime if you want. Any anyone who's listening or yeah. you, it's yeah, really might, good. Might check that movie out. But anyways, um, back. Do you want to take a break actually, and then we'll come back and finish this plot, and then uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and then we'll talk about some uh, reviews and other stuff after this. We'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. Maybe. Anyway, so the... uh, (laughs) So, um, yeah, um, yeah, check out that, uh, Last Supper. It sounds like a good movie. Um, also, if you're looking for a really good, uh, Cameron Diaz movie, check out, uh, She's the One, uh, directed, um, directed by and, um, starring Edward Burns. Yeah. It start, starred and directed by Edward Burns, um, featuring, uh, my Facebook friend, Michael McGlone, who I'm hoping to, have on the show soon i was supposed to have him on before but then i got busy so and then covid and all this other stuff so anyway so (laughs) yeah um but yeah she's the one brilliant soundtrack by tom petty check the movie out it's great independent film got uh got uh jennifer aniston's in the movie too it's a good movie so anywho um also, just check out the films of Edward Burns. He's great. Um, so, back to this thing that I was trying to avoid talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, dude kills himself. <laughs> like happens in every TV pilot. Yep. Um, so, we find out that... Uh, Shannon Elizabeth is the new star of the show of uh, American Pie fame and Jay and Silent Bob fame and stuff. Anyways, so um, she uh, she's the star of the show. There's a meeting that uh, Ricky has with his new crew and stuff, and they're all like being like, you know, hey, you know, give it up for Ricky. He's a great guy and everything. And he stands up there and he's like, yeah, I killed somebody. <laughs> 
like, uh, what? Yeah, and everybody's like, yeah. And he's like, I, I didn't actually kill him, but I caused him to jump to his death, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, um... <laughs> what a party pooper, man. Yeah. I think the next time I have a party, I'm going to do that. You're just going to say I caused someone's death? Yes. <laughs> And then just leave. Yeah. <laughs> leave my own party. Um, the, Thanks for the party, everyone. You can just lock up when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to a movie. Um, the, uh, so, <laughs> the, um, so, so he ends up meeting with Shannon. We don't know if this is a, you know, they play it off where you don't know if this is like in his head or if it's actually happening. And then he, he starts to basically imply to her that, you know, he wants her to deflower him and, you know, and then she, (laughs) she, you know, appropriately freaks out and, uh, leaves, but then says, I'm going to do the show because I don't want to, you know, miss this opportunity or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, but basically tells Ricky off that he's not allowed to talk to her anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got to stay away from her and not even even talk to her. Yeah. It's like, yep. It's like, yeah. It's just um <clears throat> it's a weird way of sexual harassment too because <clears throat> he's doing it in such a way where he's almost acting like he's like I, he's okay how do i explain this like he's he's asking her to deflower him so like that way it seems like it's less harassment i mean in his mind i don't know if i'm not saying that makes it less harassment but I'm, I'm thinking like in his mind like that somehow makes it okay yeah. like well you're you'd be the one actually doing the act to me so therefore it's all good like like this dude is just weird. Um, and 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 then he tries to soften things and make it seem like it's not so bad because he's like, my friend died. Yeah, I'm like wow. So you got to use. She she points that out too. He's like, seriously, you got to use your dead friend. <laughs> as, as um and oh also too because he said that. Well, just this reminded me of, of a fantasy I had, and she's like, seriously, like no, it wasn't. It wasn't a fantasy about you. It's about Cameron Diaz. I'm like. Uh, okay, because uh, <laughs> that'll make it better. Um, yeah, you're just standing in for the fantasy I have about someone else. So, so I'm also insulting you in addition to harassing you by basically saying, "Well, you're not really the thing I wanted, but yeah, you know, I'll take it." Yeah, you'll uh, you'll you'll do. You're a you're, you're a hot celebrity too, so it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. God, this move, this uh, sitcom, yeah, horrible, miserable. <laughs> um. So, anyways, um, he's he goes to the funeral for David Keckner's character. David Keckner, <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I think it was Don or something. I don't know. But okay. anyways, the. Uh, <laughs> The thing is, is it's not even listed on IMDb. It just says David Keckner's in the show. It doesn't give you the <laughs> two the name of the two characters he plays in the show. <laughs> wow! Because uh, at the at the funeral, David Keckner's character's brother comes up and gives a a eulogy, <laughs> and talking about you know how you know he was trying to reconcile with his brother and everything. And yeah, he's a uh, and this is being played by David Keckner as well. So I'm assuming he's a twin. Yeah, he said earlier yeah. in the episode that he had a twin. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I totally forgot that because this show made me pay attention so much. <laughs> anyway, so, um, the <laughs> I mean, okay, so, I, I don't know. Anyway, so, um, so, so he, he <laughs> talks, he, he, they, he says something to the brother after the funeral, and then the family is trying to find out wh- if they know why his brother died <laughs> and killed himself. And so he says it was because he had AIDS. 
Because not only does this show make fun of suicide, it also makes fun of AIDS. Yep, and plus too, his brother too goes, I didn't know he was gay. I'm like, wow. And he says, no, 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 he got the good kind from a hooker. The the good kind of it, yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Um, Of course, that could have just been their attempt of, like, being edgy or whatever, you know. Yeah. Edge humor, man. And I mean, I know this was, like, almost 20 years ago, but it's still... I don't know. (laughs) It's like... And this was even past the point where people were automatically associating AIDS with gay people. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't it, something like from the 80s or even like the early 90s or whatever. <laughs> I mean, this was <clears throat> even after the point where people like Magic Johnson have come out as HIV positive and, you know we know he's not gay. You know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The good kind of AIDS. Which is interesting, right? Because we're talking about Kirby enthusiasm, right? Yeah. And how, like, they're trying to format this around that. Okay, there's an episode of Kirby enthusiasm. Maybe this was, like, kind of like a homage to that, or maybe they just ripped it off entirely. I'm not sure. But Mm -hmm. there's an episode of Kirby enthusiasm where um, his, uh, uh, Larry's, um, dentist um his father had um hodgkin's disease and uh then you know and then larry goes which which kind is he is you know is the good kind of hodgkin's and he's like there really is no good kind of hodgkin's like well i know i just mean like the less the less bad version and like he mentions this like throughout the whole episode like yeah he had the good kind of hodgkin's so i'm like hmm i wonder if that was a an implicit homage or more of just like i want to be like kirby enthusiasm so i'm just gonna like steal everything i can but not do it in a good way yeah i hope you're not facebook friends with this guy by the way (laughs) i don't think i am but you never know because i always feel bad every time i end up trashing a show well then you end up telling me your facebook friends like the the thing with it is is i think a lot of these people know how bad something is that they had okay (laughs) okay I just feel bad afterwards, like, man, like, a lot of these people have more successful things that happen in their lives, even including Ricky Blit, you know, so it's just like, true, yeah, because, I mean, he, I'm going to bring it up right now, just bring up his, his, uh, his filmography, he was a writer on the TV show Loudermilk, which rang, you know, which, which ran for a while, um, was a writer on Family Guy for a while. Um, he wrote the the movie The Ringer, starring Johnny Knoxville, hmm. which was about the guy who posed as a mentally handicapped person to join the Special Olympics. Is that a real story? Did that happen? It. I don't know if it was a true story, but the movie was actually because the cast included a lot of people with special needs and um, it was actually endorsed by the Special Olympics like they were fine with it and I wow. mean and a lot of people that I, I I'm trying to I, I saw the movie but I it's been so long I don't remember it much um, but I know that people like with special needs and their families and stuff actually really like the movie so it's you know like like my sister likes the movie and and her and my nephew has Down syndrome, so it you know, and he's a and he's a he's a medalist in the Special Olympics. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very proud of Trevor. Trevor Mailer is a great kid. He's so cool. He wants to be a filmmaker and he wants to be a athlete and all this other stuff. So he's he's awesome. a great 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 kid. Um, and he's you know, like I said, he's a medalist in the Special Olympics. So. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah, Blit wrote on that. He he wrote on the TV series Brotherly Love with the Lawrence Brothers. Um, hmm. Wrote on the Jeff Foxworthy show. Hmm. He, uh... Not, not like that one so much. No, I know, uh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he's done successful things, or slightly successful things, so I'm not really, yeah. you know... Wrote on... Wrote an episode of, uh... The Parenthood with, uh... 
the the show that starred Robert Townsend. Um, did some voices on uh, Family Guy. Played a mobster in uh, the Farrelly Brothers movie uh, Stuck on You. Played a nightclub goer in Shallow Hell by the Farrelly Brothers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he's done some good things. But anyways, back to the plot of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he tells... Uh, he basically... Um, David Koechner's second character asks if he can be involved in the show, and he kind of tells him that he can. <laughs> and and then what happens? Uh, he just tells him no, and then he kind of just walks away all sad. But then they pull up again. And he says, "Oh, I'll try to, you know, find something for you, maybe, or if, if it's a success." I'm like, "Oh God, so it's gonna start all over again." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was the end of it, or am I missing something? I'm trying to remember if anything else happened. I don't know. I don't think so. I thought that was the end of the episode, but maybe not. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should have been the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> um, if there was more, then it was just kind of stretching it. But uh, <clears throat> Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it ended. Um, so that's what happens. Yay. Yeah. Um what uh what'd you think of the show Matt <laughs> um I think it was one of the worst things I've ever seen um I mean that could also be compounded by the fact that the quality of the video that I watched was pretty bad um so you know I mean I'm pretty sure if if, if I saw it on like you know 1080 or whatever I still wouldn't like but but the fact that it was kind of like pixelated at times and stuff like that. I'm <clears throat> not a huge fan, but just, I don't know, man. Like, it's like partly I could sort of understand what they were maybe trying to do, but just really not delivering it. And just like, yeah, it's, it, it, it was like it was going for like a, uh, it, it had like a, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm meets the off, meets office space kind of feel. Yeah. But, taking the worst elements of both of those things. Yeah, exactly. And just, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, just like my least favorite part of the whole thing was like, like his weird obsession with like wanting to date or not date, or that's, that's a nice way of saying it, wanting to have sex with, you know, the actresses of a show. It's like, dude, it's like, 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 like just assuming that, I mean, of course this was <clears throat> all prior to the whole, um, you know, Me Too movement and the, you know, Time's Up stuff and everything, but it's... <clears throat> this is still 2003. I mean, it's like... It's weird. And the yeah. thing is, too, is, like, again, like, I don't really believe, like, the whole thing of, like, oh, if you're not super attractive, then you're not allowed to date someone who's no, attractive. No, I mean, there's, there's... You have to be, like, you're... I don't believe in that, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you're a virgin, but yet your standards are... I'm not going to have sex unless it's with Cameron Diaz. Maybe yeah, that's, that, the, that, that's the thing. It's like maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe talk to one of your coworkers at the at the call center. Maybe um, you know, start an actual relationship with a human being that you can actually relate to and have something in common with. Yeah, not 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 tough. saying that somebody that's a writer can't have something in common with somebody of the caliber of Shannon Elizabeth or Cameron Diaz. I'm just saying, and not saying that hasn't happened because it does. I mean, there's plenty of writers and directors and other people that are with very attractive female stars, but it's just expecting that. That's what, that's what it, it makes you not have any sympathy for this guy whatsoever. No, not, not even a little bit. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like, if you really want, you know, someone or be with someone, <clears throat> the quickest way to turn them off is just to be like so desperate for them. Like, yeah. cause it's like, so it's like, if he, if his plan was like, I want to bang Cameron Diaz, then like, don't act all like, I'm going to hang on every word she says and I'm going to agree and she nod my head. No. Uh, you know, and, and, like, and the thing is, is it, it gives up, I mean, it, it's like the guy has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. 
No, nothing. It's and that's it's, what that's, what that, that, that's what's bad about it. He's an asshole, and and he's not like he's he's a loser. He's an asshole, and <laughs> and and based on what he's saying, he doesn't have good looks. It's just like it's like you have nothing to offer anybody, except for <laughs> you supposedly wrote a good pilot to a sitcom. <clears throat> yeah, a pilot episode. Yeah, um, that's it. So who knows if it actually go anywhere? Um, obviously, this didn't, which is interesting because the show was about him writing a pilot, mm-hmm. and then the show itself didn't get past. Actually, I'm not even sure if this aired or not. Um, yeah, did this even air? No, it was, it was it was unaired. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it never aired on Fox. Um, okay. So uh, we have one review. <laughs> wow. A one one star review for this show sure. from from somebody I'm pretty sure we've read reviews from before named Martin Haffer. Okay. <laughs> which is weird because on some of these other I guess he's one of these guys that's going around watching all these pilots like we are. Um maybe. <laughs> this was written um on June seventh of twenty twenty. Um his headline is if you find cancer or epilepsy funny, then you just might like this. Um, wow. Before I found this failed TV pilot on YouTube, I had no idea who Ricky Blit was. Apparently, he's written some episodes of TV shows like Family Guy and Romantically Challenged. Um, well, he and the Farrelly brothers got together to make this show, hoping that the TV networks would approve it. Why they didn't is woefully obvious as you watched, as <laughs> the show simply isn't funny and is in very bad taste. The show begins with Ricky working a job at a call center. He receives word that the script he wrote for a new show has been approved, and the network is thrilled about making his show so much that they give him full creative control over the project. When his friend Don finds out, he begs Ricky to make him the director or producer, even though Don is an idiot and has zero experience in the industry. When Ricky tells him no, Don jumps out of a window to his death. At his funeral, Don's family is naturally broken up, but they also have questions as to why um, he would take his life. When when, When they ask Ricky, he tells them he killed himself because he had AIDS. I enjoy dark humor sometimes, but the important part of the phrase dark humor is humor. (laughs) <laughs> none of the show is funny and it's understandable um, as suicide and AIDS are not funny who thought this would work as a series who thought network execs would watch this and want to make such a show I only can guess that perhaps Blit and the Farrelly's really didn't want to make a series and so they deliberately tanked it it's that bad. Yeah. So, I doubt they've deliberately tanked it, because it looks like they put a lot of effort into this. I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, the one good thing I can say is, um, the camera work was good in the show. Um, <laughs> it was well-directed, maybe? Um, <laughs> had good audio. <laughs> yeah. There were people in front of a camera. Yeah, they were actors, so they they had the elements of a show. There was a set, and there was act. There were actors. Yeah, there was a microphone, a camera. They were given words uh, to say. Yes, they had words. Um, they wore clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they had props. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'll give it that. <laughs> Oh and, boy! And maybe if it would have gone forward, we wouldn't have had the Big Bang Theory. But um, <laughs> true. Then again, though, Jim Parsons also wouldn't have like a huge career either. So. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm uh, I'm kind of grateful that it went forward because Jim deserves, you know, yeah. a good career. Anyway, so um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So um, any other thoughts, Matt? Before we wrap this up. Uh, yeah, just, um, 
don't watch this, um, I'm recommending that you don't watch it. Um, just listen to this. Don't don't bother actually watching the episode for yourselves because you're going to waste 22 minutes of your life. So and if, uh, just and if, take our word for it. And it's if you bad. have already watched it before listening to this, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but, you know, but you can commiserate with us. Um, if you did watch it, you know, go to our uh, Facebook group, uh, the All Too Real 2 podcast group, and, um, in, in, you know, let us know what you thought. Because um, I'd be interested in knowing what you thought. Um, if anybody <laughs> had any differing opinions about this and actually liked it, I'd really like to know why. Yeah, I would um, really want to know what's going on in your mind where, <laughs> where, <laughs> where you think this is good. Like, just tell me what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not even awkwardly funny. It's just awkward. See, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah, what, yeah it, it's mm-hmm. dark. It's dark humor, but it's there's no humor, so it's just dark. Yeah. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of <clears throat> when sometimes um, people will, like, delete, like, a laugh track out of, like, an episode of Friends, and it's just like, like, this is supposed to be funny? Like, like you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, where, where, like where, where, where it makes it, I mean, I've seen those things where it makes like Ross seem really creepy. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I love those ones where yeah. he's like, I, want, I try to attack these two women. They're like, wait, you tried to assault two women? Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I, I tried to assault them. And they didn't let me. And it's like, whoa. And it's like, it's okay. They're my friends. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> like, one of them is actually my ex wife. <laughs> assaulted your ex-wife he's like no i tried to (laughs) (laughs) but that's what but then again that's actually funny because of yeah because of the situation and that's really actually well written (laughs) yes exactly but it kind of reminds me of like the big okay so one of them that really is bad the big bang theory where they're like eating dinner and they just take out the the laugh track and it's like it's like the saddest group of friends ever like where they just like tell a joke nobody laughs there's just silence for like 10 seconds and then like someone else says something that's supposed to be funny which isn't there's silence mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then again no they, they were probably they were told to be silent because of the laugh track so that's part of it but like i, w- I will tell I you that the last time i felt like this <laughs> was like the last few days of of of, of a relationship Wow. Like, when you both know it's ending. <laughs> and you're in the room together, and you're just basically going through the motions or whatever, and you're just kind of like, yeah, let's like, watch this yeah, TV show. This is, yeah, he's like, this is dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like watching this. I, I, yeah, I have to <laughs> tell you, I just felt really, really awkward. And again, it's not one of those funny awkward it's just like start actually like questioning my life kind of awkward i'm like this what things have come to like i'm just watching shitty tv shows and Mm -hmm. then we're just gonna talk about it like that's that's our lives now (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) well it's what we do on the podcast um (laughs) pretty much then again though there's a difference between bad where you can actually make fun of it and it actually feels good to make fun of it yeah I don't feel good about this episode as we're recording it, to be honest. I don't feel... (laughs) (laughs) I I, I had, like, a really bad week at my actual work where I wanted to, like, kill people. And and then watching this after that didn't help. No, I can't imagine it would. Uh, It just... (laughs) You should like treat yourself with like some ice cream or something. I, you know, I think um, I'm going to. Just make yourself like feel like reward yourself for basically um, putting yourself through this. I know I am. I'm gonna. I have like a half mm-hmm. a sub left. Mm-hmm. Or something. I'm gonna eat the sub sandwich and just like reward myself for the fact yeah. that we actually went through. And even okay, so like even the. I, I know this has nothing to do with like the the showrunners themselves, but just coincidental. Even. The still frame that the video I watched it from looks terrible. It's almost like the show is just destined to like bring out like the worst out of humanity. Yeah. Um. And like, cause like it has Tim like, it's it's like it's right at the moment where his friend jumps out or his coworker jumps out of the building. 
Yeah. And he's like, like his mouth, like half open out of like, Oh my God. But it just looks stupid. Like, like that's the reason why I never even chose this show because like, I, I thought it was like going to be like some stupid kids show. Cause like the way he looked, it almost looked like you kids, you know, kind of look. And yeah. you know, honestly, that would have been a better show than what actually was real. Um, mm-hmm. Like a Dennis the Menace kind of situation. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Way, yeah. We, Check out our episode on Dennis the Menace, the Christmas movie or whatever. Um, um, I don't think that's aired yet, but yeah. We'll, we'll, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded well, we, a, a while well, back, okay. but when it comes out, we'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, um, enough about this greatness. And yeah, um, yeah. so just, you know, just remember Blit happens, man, you know? Yep. And um, shit happens, too. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, remember, folks, wear a mask. Wear a condom. Don't take ivermectin. Don't take ivermectin. Don't listen to people like Jim Brewer or Joe Rogan. <laughs> Get vaccinated, people. We're all in this together. And we're all going to die together if we don't take care of this fucking thing. I just want to be able to live my life <laughs> and not have to wear a mask mm-hmm. a lot of places, like when I work. Yeah. And I don't want to have to, you know, only be able to go to a movie when it's like at 10, 10 at night. And <laughs> exactly. You know, that's a great movie, though, by yeah. the way. But yeah, Sean G. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but but yeah, it's just it's just like I, I want to go back to living life normal. I mean, I, we may never have, we never may, mean, we may never be able to if people don't start, you know, taking things seriously and listen yeah. to science and don't, you know, I I know this is you know a diatribe here that has nothing to do with this show, but it's pissing me off so much how mm-hmm. stupid people are and how they, you know, it's like listen to a scientist and not your, you know your your cousin's friend from Arizona or somewhere. You know, I'm just saying <laughs> or you know, your 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 wine moms on Facebook, you yeah. know, you know who, you know, pretty much just pass off alcoholism as though it's a funny little quirky joke because it's wine. I'm like it's still alcohol. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> no matter how you slice it. <laughs> listen to science, not idiots. And um, you know, like I said before, wear a mask wear a condom be kind rewind and bye-bye thanks for listening to all too real two podcast a cullen park production produced and edited by michael e cullen the second music by matthew haas subscribe and share the show visit us at cullenpark.com